Just to recap, we're in orange. There are no limits in gatherings indoors or out. Masks are gone in hospital venues, unless you work there, of course, but are still compulsory in retail settings. COVID Minister Chris Hipkins back with us this morning. Good morning. So Rod Jackson, I don't even know why I use his name. Anyway, Rod Jackson said we shouldn't be going to orange until 90% are boosted. We're never going to get to 90%. So was this a health or a politics decision? Uh, look, I think we do have to acknowledge that it's going to be pretty difficult to get to 90% boosted. And one of the things that's holding us back there, of course, is that you can't have a booster dose until you know three months after you've had COVID. And we've got a lot of people now um, who have had COVID-19, probably probably well over a million people, um, and potentially up to you know even getting closer to two million people who've had it. Uh, and so we have to acknowledge that you know that's that's a that's a thing, um, and that is going to have an impact on our booster rates. It was a decision that we've made based on health criteria, though. We've, we're, we've over the peak. Uh, we are coming down the other side. In some places, we're coming well down the other side. In other places, it's, you know, it's starting to trend down. What would you say percentage-wise are the chances of us going back to red in winter? Uh, look, I wouldn't put numbers on it. I mean, I think what I'd be looking for there is the, the sort of the double whammy of an extra, of, of another surge in COVID cases and a surge in influenza cases as well, um, because I think that would really put our system under pressure, and it would it would put everything under pressure actually, because you'd find a lot of people at home sick uh, in those kind of uh, situations. But how many people go to hospital in any given winter with, with flu? I don't have that exact number, but it, it is quite a significant number. So it would have to be, in my view, you know, the double whammy. You'd have to have a peak in COVID cases and a peak in influenza cases. Um, we, we deal with a peak in influenza cases. Our hospitals deal with a peak in influenza cases uh, every winter. Yeah. Well, the big unknown there, of course, is that they haven't had to deal with that peak over the last couple of winters to the same extent because of the restrictions on the border and because all the other health measures that we've had in place have really turned that number down. So it could be a particularly challenging winter for them. The mask rules, why did you make them so complicated? And have you ever sat in a meeting with a lot of wonks going, this is just way too complex and I'm getting a headache? Look, I made some mistakes there yesterday and got a bit flustered and made it sound a lot more complicated than it is. Uh, In reality, that is actually relatively straightforward. The masks are required in those places where people have to go. So you have to go to the supermarket. There are going to be people in the supermarket who are elderly, who have immunocompromised and so on. We still need masks there. If you're going out to a nightclub, it's a choice to go there. Um, You accept that you're taking on a higher degree of risk. Uh, It's impractical to wear a mask in those kind of environments anyway because you're drinking and dancing and doing all those other things. Uh, And so mask use isn't required there. But, But at a hairdresser, yes or no? Uh, if you're a, if you're a staff member at a hairdresser, yes, but if you're a client, no. Why the same rule then at a bar? What's the rationale behind that? You don't have to wear a mask at a bar. Um, if you're no, a no, 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 I'm talking bar, about for do. staff members. If you work in a bar, you work in a hairdresser's, yes. If you're a customer, no. Why? Well, ultimately, it helps to keep the staff safe in the bar. Um, Why are they less help- safe than the punter? Well, it, it, it ultimately does help to turn down the risk. How? Um, so... Well, because those people are going to be moving between uh, a number of different patrons. So um, am I. You know, not, not, well, not everybody uh, is quite as active uh, in, in a bar as you are, Mike. But I'm... <laughs> so is that the rationale? So you'll interact with a lot of people at a hairdresser, a lot of people at a bar, therefore I might go in with my two mates and we just do our thing and then leave. That's the, that's the thinking, yes? Yeah, that, that is certainly part of the thinking, absolutely. OK, as far as masks go long term, I've already said I don't see masks getting dropped any time before the end of the year. Is that fair? Uh, look, difficult to say. I mean, ultimately, we, we make these decisions based on uh, what the overall case numbers, the trajectory of the outbreak is telling us. Now, we're on the downward 
slope. Um, and, you know, I'd like to see us stay on that downward slope. And then, you know, anything's possible if our case numbers come right down. Talk to me about the maritime border. Do you know about that? When's it opening? Why, why isn't there sort of, we've all talked about airlines. When, when are the cruise ships back? Uh, my understanding is that there are no cruise ships now booked in until October. I'm pretty confident that you know we'll be welcoming cruise ships by then. And I think the rule changes around that are not far off now uh, in order to uh, to uh, to get that, you know that clarity in place. The maritime border has been a bit more complicated because it's just a, it's, it's it's very different to the air border, um, and we've just had a few extra things to work through. But um, we are absolutely going to be standardising the air and maritime borders. We're just working through the details of how to do that. Did a paper go to cabinet Monday on that? Uh, no, it hasn't, um, but ultimately it doesn't necessarily need to either. Um, so we'll be making decisions as quickly as we can. OK. Does the government have an obligation to CBDs in this country, notably Wellington, where you're keeping all your workers at home and you're killing the capital city? Why are you doing that and what are you going to do about it? The guidance has now gone out to government departments that we do expect workers to be back into the office. Um, and so, you know, I, I think we will see quite a significant increase in, in foot traffic in, in the Wellington CBD Bring in mind, there's still a, you know, we, Wellington, as with other parts of the country, has just been through a significant wave of COVID-19, where it's gone through some of our public service agencies, um, and so a lot of people have ended up being at home as a result of that. Re yesterday, should you have done better, or was it just one of those days? Uh, no, I should have done better, and look, I'll, I'll own that. I made a, a mistake. I then got flustered and made more mistakes and made it worse, um, and, and that wasn't okay. That wasn't good enough. I should have been better prepared, and I'll uh, absolutely accept that. What's the cash rate? Uh, it's one and a half as of uh, yesterday, Mike. Congratulations. What's the unemployment rate? Uh, it's, uh, it's about three and a half percent. I don't know the exact, I haven't got the exact number in front of me. It's slightly lower, but we'll give you the weekend off. Nice to see you. Thanks, Mike. Chris Hipkins, uh, COVID-19 Minister. Good on him. Uh, what, what I like in people is when they have a tough day, and it was a tough day, and you saw what happened yesterday. It was a complete cluster. Uh, have we got owns... a whole range of crockery about to come out, do you think? Because we've, we've had the spread your legs mug, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and now we need a pashing, what, saucer to go with it? or <laughs> Get the whole set for yeah. Christmas. Yeah, and, and then, and then also maybe, maybe an active in bars... Uh, Stein? No, well, not everybody uh, is quite as active uh, in, in a bar as you are, Mike. What's he saying? What? Well, he might, maybe he's seen you. I've certainly, I've seen you in a bar and I, I, I guess you could describe it as being active. Your, your desperate efforts to get away from all conversations at all costs. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty active. It's, been called, it's called being self-contained.